Oh. Yeah, we started doing video. Very true. And be careful, kiddo, because it's the background's moving around a whole bunch. But I, I guess that's expected. Yeah, we're starting to do video now. Today's the first day of doing video. Uh, because with coronavirus, a lot of bands can't go out and tour. So a lot of bands are showing up, like yourself, with yeah. incredible incredible video. Uh, so today we're going to go ahead and, and try it and see if we can see if we can do it. And then because it's a podcast, there is no video format. So we'll just be releasing them to YouTube. All right. Yeah. Lovely. So here we go. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. On my left-hand side today is my right-hand man, Gabriel. We have a tailwind that we need a wing auto center. Right. Today on Rock and Roll Podcast, we have Arcana, and they've got a new EP called Letters from a Lost Soul, Act 1, The World One Forms. Is that correct? Am I correct on that one? Yes. Yeah, very <laughs> lengthy title. <laughs> it is a very lengthy title, uh, which was released at the time of recording about a week ago on November 6th. Is that correct? Yes. Fantastic. Right now I'm being joined by Rogan, and he's going to share some more information about what they've got going on, what they've been up to. So, Rogan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Absolutely great to have you on. Um, I dig this stuff. I really, really do. And it, which is cool is, you know, you're in Calgary. So it's like, hey, you know, one of Alberta's own. Yeah, just a little, a little south. Yeah, just a little south. <laughs> now, I guess my first question is going into this year with coronavirus. Has this impacted Arcana's marketing plan at all? Or have you guys... I don't know, is it kind of going to plan or how has this year gone for you guys? Has it been a blessing in disguise? Uh, has it made rubbish? How has this year gone for you guys? Oh, well, well definitely there, uh, like most bands always have the plan of like doing a live release show or something and, and, uh, like being able to go out there and, and like play their music. And I was like being mostly a solo project with uh, like Dason, who does the drums and editing and stuff like uh, uh, it, it's a little different. But I was like putting together um, a little group to actually play live and do like the occasional gig and stuff. But yeah, obviously that was uh, thrown a little under the bus by all of this. But otherwise, I think the plan was mostly just to uh, work with social media and uh, like other forms and like get my website up to show visual content and stuff. And um, other than that, like, yeah, I've been working with uh, one of my good buddies who is a professional in social media marketing. So she's been able to help me a little through all of this. Okay. And that brings up a very, uh, I don't call it bold question, but it's not often that a, a band or a solo artist or really anybody in the music industry consults a professional social media strategist. So, I mean, I guess without giving away too many of the secrets, what has that been like? Has it been eye-opening? Are we all doing it wrong, Rogan? <laughs> well, I, I just, I'm a big proponent of like, uh, ask for help where you don't where you aren't certain so and and like social media has always kind of been a an area where I haven't like delved too deep into uh, like the various forms and arts of of working that okay very cool stuff now you mentioned that we've got uh, a couple if I call them guest musicians on the record uh, Dason and Anna yes 
And Dason's also looks like he's doing some mixing and mastering, which you had kind of mentioned as well. Um, so I guess take us through how did this EP come to fruition? Was it something you were planning on doing entirely solo and then some guest musicians came along? Has that changed over time? Take us through the creation of this of this record. Uh, well, I've always been uh, sort of inspired by the whole like grand uh, like rock opera concept. Uh, and where like a lot of bands uh, like I can think of Genesis and Dream Theater have done that with just the one voice. I wanted to very much go down the stream of bands like Arion and Avantasia that like use all the different uh, like singers uh, from across like the spectrum to form into this whole like sort of character production. OK, yeah, quite a few things come to mind. Queen uh, comes to mind. And I guess one of my questions is what goes into creating a rock opera and maybe even more broad to that, what is an opera? How do you know that you have successfully created a rock <laughs> opera? Well, I think definitely a, a huge part of opera is creating the um, like the, the different emotions through uh, like the different character voices, but as well as like the underlying score. So uh, a lot of that is like expressing exactly the feeling that you want uh, in a specific moment to portray what the characters are going through in that uh, exact scene. Okay. Now you mentioned characters. So this gives us a really good opportunity to get into those characters, get into that story. Um, I've got some stuff written down in front of me, but I want to hear it from you. What is the story? Who are our characters? Let's get to know these people. Yes. Okay. So I guess to preface this, uh, the, the EP is very much a, uh, and even Letters from a Lost Soul, uh, uh, the, the three acts I have planned for that as a whole are a prologue to a larger story. Uh, so at this point, it is what is developing the characters to get to that point where the the larger events take place. So essentially, Damien is um, the the father of one at this point, uh, and it kind of the EP takes us through from like the the sort of overture that happens with letters from a lost soul and wings at the beginning um, to Octave Sun at the end. It takes us through his life and his relationship with his wife Hope. Uh, but also his daughter Cassidy, uh, and it uh, a large part of that is sort of the uh, it, he he is away from home a lot. He's working on this like collapsing space age project uh, that uh, just the 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 dynamic of the world doesn't see a need very much of a need for it anymore. Uh, and but that is taking away him away from his family, and this is him trying to get back to to them, like to be able to mend that relationship. Wow! So there's a few things that are broken. His career basically doesn't need to happen anymore, but he's wrapped up in it. It's his life's work, but he's sacrificed his family for that life's work that no longer even met. This is deep stuff, Rogan. Yes. <laughs> I guess like a basic question could be, where did you come up with this? But I mean, I guess, were you looking for a story that a lot of people could relate to? Were you, were you bending on 
certain thematic concepts. Uh, again, I've got some stuff written down here, like sci-fi and mythology. Um, but I mean, I guess take us through what went into crafting this. Um, seems like a lot of time. Now I know why you only did an EP. Cause if you did a full album, like yeah. man, you'd, we, again, like you'd be sacrificing your family and then you'd, you'd end up becoming Damien yourself and then it would just be terrible. Um, <laughs> was, was there a fear of becoming Damien during this whole time? People didn't see you for months. Oh, well, definitely like being a, uh, a, a student in sort of like an arts centered degree as well, where it, it like a large proponent of that like component is written uh like there's very much times where like two weeks will pass where i'm like in my studio either working on like a large essay or uh or like recording music or writing and so there there are large periods of time where like nobody really sees me (laughs) (laughs) perfect now a couple of the tracks we wanted to chat about specifically were tailwind and uh now so there's two two sets of wings there's wings at the beginning of the ep and then we've got this octo sun slash wings at the towards the end yes okay so the two tracks we wanted to chat about were tailwind and octo sun slash wings uh one has a music video the other has a like a visualizer video or a listening video uh why these two tracks did you wanted to chat about from from the whole story oh well i thought very much uh like wings kind of bridges the gap between them it's kind of like in the middle area of that where tailwind is very much more the uh sort of contemporary more like pop focus piece like it's in that four four but it still plays with those rhythms a little bit uh but also with like anna's voice being the um the the center lead to that as well uh that very much contrasts what comes next with like the very dark like synth layers and the building um and and yeah more along the lines of like uh like classic prog metal uh with with those like yeah the more distorted guitars and a lot more growls that you can hear uh and the layering of vocals okay classic prog metal we're talking about yes we're talking about rush yeah (laughs) okay very cool stuff you mentioned playing with some rhythms so does this record get pretty technical then like are we playing with time signatures and tempo changes and if like if i looked at the tempo map on this would i vomit oh not so much the (laughs) (laughs) yes not so much the the tempos at this point i think those stay pretty steady throughout um where the where the real challenge comes through is like all of these little interludes trying to bring that from one tempo to another mm-hmm. um uh but yeah that, definitely playing around with time signatures um not so much on tailwind tailwind's pretty straightforward in terms of uh time signature switching uh it's just in four four throughout the entire thing but i play with the subdivisions of that from within uh, especially in the guitars, you can hear that. Uh, where Octosun is very much like it, it opens with that seven-four uh, riff. That is like the 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 um, the beat on one. Uh, like the main beat is like shifted over two measures. So. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, when it came to making Tailwind straight four-four, did it just kind of feel like the EP needed that kind of grounding? Is that is that something that maybe makes sense? I don't know. Is four four more grounding than than other things? Well, I think 
a large part of that is um, I I very much I, I love the idea of like experimenting and expanding outside of um, what I'm comfortable with musically and a, a and a, a uh, it, the idea behind Tailwind and w- with future albums too is I, I very much want to uh, work in sort of a more contemporary uh, sort of uh, pop piece or, or like contemporary rock piece. Um, because I, I, I spent a whole lot of time not writing that. So I'm just sort of flexing my, uh, my influences and my, uh, and, and sort of that, that growth and show that I can, uh, be diverse in those areas. Mm-hmm. Niccolo Paganini can do ACDC. <laughs> 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 Hell's, Hell's Bells and then break into Niccolo Paganini. It'll work. Uh, cool. So Letters from a Lost Soul, Act 1, and you'd mentioned for future albums. So is this rock opera, is it ever going to end? What happens? Or is it going to be Act 2, Act 3, Act 4? Uh, we uh, need to know, well, Rogan. We need to know. At, at this point, I have it divided into two sort of larger arcs. Uh, so Letters from a Lost Soul is going to be three acts. Um, uh, and the, the next album that's coming out is going to be a part of the, the larger arc, which is Atlas Lost. Uh, and I've actually gotten two-thirds of that back from Dason for re- recorded drums at this point. Uh, but that is going to be more like uh, six or seven albums, where Letters from a Lost Soul is going to be three acts. You know, this could just be because my my formal background is language and literature and linguistics. Uh, these these titles you have, Letters from a Lost Soul, and uh, I can't immediately remember the next one that you have, Atlas Lost. Is that what it was? Yes. Some heavy literature things are coming to mind, like Letters from a Lost Soul sounds like something that Dostoevsky or Gogol would write, like something really dark, you know, or Edgar Allan Poe, that kind of thing. And then uh, Atlas Lost kind of reminds me of Anne Rand a little. Do you spend any time in the literary world? Um, not so much. Uh, like I, I've, I've delved into it, especially like uh, my uh, degree is is music. So a lot of the times I will like shift over to the poetry range or uh, or like look into to backgrounds and, and what influenced that. And a lot of that is like mythology and and like written works from the time when you look at like uh, composers from like, yeah, Baroque through Renaissance. Mm-hmm. You just spoke some dirty words there, Rogan. Yeah. Everybody loves Baroque and Renaissance. Uh, <laughs> Baroque is more of my favorite ones. Although romance can be a fun time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned having a degree in music and how do you feel? Does that help you? Does that hurt you? when it comes to to writing these kinds of things oh i think i i definitely uh i i kind of get into my head sometimes and and whether it's uh like uh a lot of my that feeds into my process for writing very much uh it like a lot of the times i will write something because i think it's it's complex and then i'll learn it afterwards uh and so at, at that point, if I've written something that is like 
way beyond me it's it's like a, a learning curve to get up there i have to put in the work to when it comes to recording okay um one thing okay one thing gabriel's got a question into the microphone kiddo if the temple map was starting at 400 then to 1 million then to 1 million and 100 then to 4 million then daddy would be vomiting right now um so true story i we do mixing and mastering ourselves and i've worked with some progressive uh bands and they send me the tempo map and it's just you look at it and you just want to vomit you're like are we are we serious here there's like tempo changes and time signature changes all over the place it's like you're you're just trying too hard come on um uh but i don't get the idea that you're trying too hard this is very musical and the approach to it is also, and I guess that maybe that's what opera is, where, where a poetic literature comes together with music into what would now be, I guess, considered a musical. And I don't have that education, educational background to, to use the proper terms, um, but I'm, I'm speculating that before the days of a Broadway musical, we had opera. Is yes. that? Okay. Yeah. And there were like there was a little bit of overlap too. like there was a time when musical theater didn't really exist. Uh, but uh, there, there was uh, something else. It was it, oh, it's a German name. I can't remember at this point, but uh, it where uh, it was very much an opera. But because there was like maybe two spoken lines throughout the entire thing, like they uh, the like higher ups, the people who thought like they were. Um, opera was like the the highest art form you could get. It were like, uh, yeah, this is not opera. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Boom. Okay. Um, I believe that's all my questions. We chatted about Tailwind. We chatted about well, we didn't really chat about the music video. So there's a music video for Tailwind, uh, which looks like a playthrough, and you've run a a, a filter on it. Um. So if you go to today's show notes, www.therockmetalpodcast.ca, you can go and check out the music video as well. If you go to the arcanacollective.com, uh, I believe as well, uh, Rogan, you've got... We chatted about the EP, what's coming up next. Uh, did we chat about your favorite kind of pizza yet? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, vomit pizza. What about vomit pizza? Vomit pizza. Let's not do vomit pizza. Uh <laughs> Like, are you like, are you like a panago guy? Like what, what, what's your pizza? Oh, I would say, oh, I really dig like a margarita or a Mediterranean, like something okay. with spinach and some bocconcini cheese and. <laughs> okay. Mr. Fancy Pants over here. What <laughs> kind of wine do you have with your bocconcini? Oh man. Um, I'm not a huge alcohol guy, uh, so uh, a lot of the times I go towards like a sweeter wine, uh, so something like a, um, uh, what is it? All of the wine names just flew out of my head. It's okay. <laughs> uh, Moscato uh, is a dessert yes. wine that's very sweet. Yeah. Yep. Or an aperitif, which would be like a Riesling. It can also be very sweet, depending. It might be more cider-like if it's drier, but... Uh... Then what is your go-to then while you're having a beautiful margarita, say? What's your go-to oh. beverage if you don't do... Because you, would do, you wouldn't do Peroni, which would be like an Italian beer, and you wouldn't do um, like a Chianti, which would be an Italian wine. So what's your go-to? You know, I, 
I drink a lot of water. That's pretty much <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's a secret to it all, everybody. My favorite pizza is vomit pizza. Vomit pizza. There vomit we go. Sauce, vomit cheese, vomit pepperoni. Oh, boy. And I think... it makes you vomit once you take a bite. Yeah. <laughs> I think we started so make, something there. So make sure to eat in the bathroom if you're eating it. Okay. Uh, fantastic. Well, I actually don't eat vomit pizza, though. No, nobody does. Okay. <laughs> Rogan, I believe we've chatted about everything. Uh, is there anything that you were hoping we would chat about that I do not bring up? Um, well, I think maybe, maybe delving into, uh, like the, the cover art and, 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 uh, something like that. Sure. Uh, like, it, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's sort of the. The, the the concept behind that is uh, I, I very much like a lot of color and especially like contrast. Like I, I think it's interesting to take something like this very dark concept and and like the the prog metal genre and prog rock genre as as a whole that has like a lot of darker themes and then take that and twist it and and put like natural watercolor paintings and a lot of like pinks and vibrant teals and 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 stuff and and put that into the visual aspect because uh then yeah you have that that contrast and it makes you think like okay maybe there's something down below the surface uh and there's also always that like that light of hope mm-hmm. did you do the artwork then or did you submit your ideas um, I had it commissioned by a local Calgary artist. Uh, her name's Kate Depati. Uh, okay. And uh, then I, uh, so that's what the, the watercolor is in the center. And then I took that into uh, Photoshop and put the logo on it. And mm-hmm. is that hope on the cover with the legs? That is something that comes a little later in the concept that I'm okay. hinting at here. <laughs> Okay, because I dig it. She's pretty. Um, with the long hair. With the long hair and the legs and the dress and the the faint, distant look in her eye. Everything says hello. <laughs> okay, beautiful. Was there anything else you wanted to chat about, Rogan? I think that's it. Okay, fantastic. What are you doing, son? What are you doing? Stop. I'm trying to change the background. No, don't change the background. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. <laughs> This this is Rogan's this is Rogan's moment, not your moment. <laughs> Let Rogan have his moment. Okay, thank you. Um, well, if that's all, baby, then uh, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Yeah, no worries. Okay, Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Go ahead, stop, please, sweetie. <laughs>